Thank you for listening to yet another episode on this RBFTT podcast, Rangers Battlefield for the Truth. It is Sunday, July 3rd, 2022 at 1700, that's 5 p.m. here in the state of Arizona. Um, It is episode 30, so we're pretty crazy that uh, I've had 30 episodes just this year. Now, if you haven't already, uh, please follow me on Instagram at, at podcast underscore RBFTT. Again, that's at podcast underscore RBFTT. It's all lowercase. And by doing that, you'll get all the updates from any episodes that I drop on Spotify. Um, you know, I basically drop it on Instagram as well. Um, that way you know what you're looking for when you go on Spotify. And then also any any other updates that I'm, maybe I'm doing during the podcast, merchandise, ideas, whatever it is. Um, but also I post a lot of different content as well. Um, my opinions, uh, different posts, stuff like that. So um, you can get all that by following me on Instagram. Now... To give you all an update on future episodes, there could possibly be fewer of them moving forward. Uh, This is due to me picking up a second job to pay off the wedding venue faster. So, um, yes, if you're wondering wedding venue, um, I am getting married next year. So, um, it's not that I don't have the money. Is that, you know, I would like a little bit of extra money to spend. And, you know, it's tough doing that when you're paying rent, bills, car payment, and fucking wedding venue at the same time. So it looks like I'll be working a minimum of six days per week. Um, I'll be a bouncer downtown Phoenix um, for probably two nights a week. So what does this all mean? It means that my episodes will either be two to three, maybe even four hours long with a shitload of content. Um, but you'll probably only get maybe once a, one a month, maybe maybe two maximum a month. Or you could, you could get like three to four a month, um, but it's going to be less, an hour or less with those episodes. So I haven't figured out what I'm going to do, um, but... Just so you know, you're aware as a listener, um, 
if you see less episodes, that's that's what it is. But the podcast itself will remain. Um, I will continue to do this. Um, just with scheduling wise, I have to kind of figure out how I can, um, you know, input these episodes on a weekly basis. Now, in this episode, um, I put a lot of effort into the details of the topics that I'm covering today. Um, there's some stuff that I took out. This is going to be a long episode. We've got a lot to cover with with COVID, um, you know, with Russia and the Ukraine war, with the liberal world order. No, I did not say the new world order. I said the liberal world order. We'll get into that. So there's so much to get into. So many sound clips um, that you guys need to listen to, especially from the COVID aspect of it. Really important information that I'm putting out there. And this information needs to be taken and shared. Because again, that's what this is all about. Um, This isn't about me making money. This is about spreading the truth, spreading facts throughout the country and or wherever you live and getting the, the, you know, just basically getting people uh, awakened to what's going on. Now, why am I talking about putting a lot of details of topics that I'm covering today? You know, what does that mean? It means that I feel honestly in the past few episodes um, that I've done, they haven't been my best work. Um, average quality. I would say the last three, four episodes, maybe I, I just, it's in my opinion, it, it's mainly due to me rushing through the episodes, not taking my time with either my preparation or even if I do prep for it, uh, something comes up and I just kind of th- throw an episode out there. So, um, and you know, uh, that's, that's not fair to you guys. Um, so going forward, I will be taking my time with my preparation before each episode and try not to rush through episodes during the recording because ultimately me rushing through episodes isn't fair to the people who listen to this podcast. So you listen to get new information that you possibly haven't obtained yet. And by me rushing through the preparation and recording that information becomes almost uh, tainted, if you will. Uh, so, so that's my promise to you guys going forward is more detail taking my time in the preparation and the recording of these episodes going forward. Now, having said all that, let's get into it. So we're going to start off with the with some COVID updates today. This is from uh, Fox News up to... 40,000 Army Guard troops that are unvaccinated will face uh, dismissal. So up to 40,000 Army National Guard soldiers across the country, or about 13% of the force, have not yet gotten the mandated COVID-19 vaccine. And as the deadline for the shots loom, at least 14,000 of them 
have flatly refused and could be forced out of the service. Guard soldiers have until Thursday to get the vaccine. Um, according to the data obtained by the Associated Press, between 20% to 30% of the guard soldiers in six states are not vaccinated, and more than 10% and 43 other states still need shots. Um, also, uh, a little side note from the actual article, the, the DOD is to discharge over 700, 700 pilots, Air Force pilots for, or Navy pilots for um, either or, but altogether 700 pilots for violating the vaccine mandates. Um, and this is uh, amid a pilot shortage. Now, if you think that anyone who thinks that this is, oh, well, they should just take their shot, like, you know, so they can be ready. This isn't about that. And, and again, we're, you know, once we get through all this, we're going to wrap it up with the liberal world order. So that's what I'm going to start calling this now. And that's what it should be called because it's not a new world order. That's like an old term for things 50 fucking 80 years ago. Okay. What's being created right now is the liberal world order, the Democrat world order. And this is part of it. It's how do we collapse the United States from within? Well, we know majority of the countries out there can't go toe-to-toe. And even if maybe even if China could, it'd be stupid of them to, to go toe-to-toe with our military. So how do you collapse the military from within? How do you make them, how do you make the United States military beat themselves? Oh, well, I mean, you know, uh, in the Biden administration, the Democrat, the liberal world order knew that by doing these vaccine mandates within the military, because majority of the military are conservatives, uh, majority of the military, they you know, they like their freedom. Uh, that's what they, that's what they fight for. And this isn't freedom. So they knew that there was going to be a lot of service members that wouldn't take this. And so they did this on purpose. This is, this is purposely done. And so they knew that thousands upon thousands of, of, of army soldiers and Marines and, and seamen, um, would not take this and would be dismissed, uh, discharged for violating the vaccine mandates. And more importantly, you can think about it, we don't have that many pilots. So 700 pilots, that that's a lot of pilots. You don't think that right now with uh, China fucking around and, uh, you know, with, with Russia making threats, like you don't think that we could use 700 pilots? You know how long it takes to train pilots? A long time. And then even then, once they're trained, it's to get that experience that I'm sure these 700 pilots have, that takes a long time. So, but again, this is all being done on purpose. This is to wipe out 
the as much of the military um, as you can. Uh, that way, when someone invades, there's less resistance, at least military-wise. Now, continuing with the Epoch Times, vaccines, um, if, if you guys haven't uh, heard, the vaccines are now being pushed out to not just children, but uh, babies as well. So, um, you know, it according to them, it's so then they will never get COVID and will never uh, die of COVID. So, um, but with the early studies coming from it, uh, vaccine in children, only 48% effective weeks after second dose. Um, an Israel study assessed the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccination from uh, Pfizer against the Omicron variant in children 5 to 11 years old using a large healthcare database and found the vaccine effectiveness to be 48% just 7 to 21 days after dose number 2 for symptomatic infection. So I think the Pfizer one, I think it's like uh, three doses. I think the Moderna is two, and I think the Pfizer is three doses uh, because they don't give you as uh, to children as a heavy overdose to children as they do adults for obvious reasons. Now, children don't need this, but this is all part of the, uh, the larger scheme is sterilization. That's, that's the long-term goal. If they can't get you with the heart inflammation, uh, then they'll get you with neurological diseases. That's coming. I've already done a past episode on that with studies that show an increase in heart inflammation and neurological issues uh, with people who are vaccinated. Um, and now you're going to see issues with uh, fertility. Uh, you're going to see sterilization, basically. Um, and so enough of me talking about it. How about you hear it from an actual uh, medical expert, uh, one that um, no one listens to because this is information that that the uh, the media, that the big pharmaceutical companies who have made billions upon billions of dollars uh, pushing out this poison vaccine um, has made. So they don't want you to hear from this side. So this is the real information, not the crap that you're getting from the mainstream media and the pharmaceutical companies and the CDC and uh, the dog killer uh, Fauci. So um, I'm going to play these videos. I think one's like five minutes and the other one's like nine minutes. So they're a little lengthy, but this is seriously like listen to these, listen to this information because this is critical information uh, these are medical experts that are have seen all this firsthand. And so we're going to um, play these videos back to back. Uh, the first one he talks about what I've been what I've been talking about is the uh, vaccine damages the semen. Uh, so he talks about uh, within the vaccinated males. And then the second video talks about how the vaccine damages the female 
uh, the the uterus and uh, how it causes has been causing a lot of miscarriages with vaccinated females. And welcome to an exclusive episode of Facts Matter right here on Epic TV, where we don't have to triple guess everything we say in order to conform to some type of censorship regime. Now, to start, according to a new study that was just published over in Israel, researchers found that Pfizer's COVID vaccine leads to lower levels of semen within men. Specifically, this study was published over in the Andrology Medical Journal, and it's officially titled COVID-19 vaccination with the BNT162B2, which is the Pfizer vaccine, temporarily impairs semen concentration and total modal count among semen donors. And what these Israeli researchers did was that they analyzed 216 samples of semen from three different sperm banks that were drawn from a group of men who were moving along the vaccination timeline. And so these men, they gave sperm samples right before they got vaccinated, immediately after they became fully vaccinated, which in Pfizer's case means seven days after they received the second dose of the vaccine. And then they also submitted more samples up to six months after receiving the two shots. And so after the researchers took the specimens and analyzed them over a period of time, they found that there was a significant decrease in sperm concentration immediately after vaccination. And this lasted for several months. And this decrease, it led to both a reduction in the modal count. The modal count is the number of moving sperm, as well as a reduction in the number of sperm overall. And in terms of how severe this decrease actually was, well, up on your screen, you see a table that was included within the study. This table, which if you're actually going to go through this study later for yourself, is table number two. It shows change throughout time. And as you can see, they are measuring the semen volume, sperm concentration, sperm motility, as well as the total modal count, which again is the number of moving sperm. And then as you can see, each of those sections is then broken up into four different groups, T0, T1, T2, and T3, with each of those groups representing different points on the vaccination journey. And so T0 is right before vaccination, and so essentially this is the baseline. T1 is 15 to 45 days after vaccination. T2 is 75 to 120 days post-vaccination. And T3 was 150 or more days after the person became fully vaccinated. And so if we take a look at the row labeled sperm concentration, we see that as soon as the vaccine came into the system, the percentage decreased significantly, going all all the way down to about negative 16% from, from the baseline by the five-month mark. Likewise, if we look at the total modal count, there's even a starker change. That number decreased by minus 22% before bouncing back a little bit by month number five. Here is, in fact, how the researchers summed up their findings within the study. Quote, Repetitive measurements revealed negative 15.4% sperm concentration decrease 75 to 120 days post-vaccination, leading to total modal count 22.1% reduction compared to the baseline. The current study, composed of 37 sperm donors and 216 semen samples over four time points, demonstrates selective temporary deterioration of sperm concentration three months after vaccination, resulting with impaired TMC without alterations in volume and motility, followed by later recovery. We insisted on verifying our findings by diverse statistical analysis since semen samples are characterized by high within and between subject variations. Hence, these results were not solely observed by repetitive analysis, but also 
by using a single sample as well as samples mean per donor for each time frame. Now, what's worth noting here is that these researchers describe these effects as being essentially temporary. Within the study, they claim that after the initial post-vaccination drop-off, which apparently lasted for several months, sperm levels did return to somewhat normal. Here's what these researchers wrote within the pages of their study in regards to this point. Quote, evaluation of sperm 150 or more days after vaccination demonstrated overall recovery. Semen volume and sperm motility were not impaired. This longitudinal study focused on sperm donors demonstrates selective temporary sperm concentration and total modal count deterioration three months after vaccination, followed by later recovery verified by diverse statistical analysis. Therefore, the long-term impact of the Pfizer vaccine seems safe. However, here's where it's a little weird, at least for me. Despite the fact that these researchers concluded that these effects were temporary, what's odd is that when you actually look at the table, the one that we looked at earlier, the one that was published as a part of that report, they clearly show that after T3, which is 150 days or more post-vaccination, sperm concentration was still 15.9% lower than the baseline, and the modal count was 19.4% lower. Dr. James Thorpe, thank you so much for joining us. So in order to uh, properly set the stage for the audience, can you give them a bit of background on your practice? You've been in, uh, in practice now for 42 years. What's the focus of your practice and what type of patients do you typically see? Sure. First of all, thanks, Roman, for having me on your show. Uh, you do a tremendous job, all of you, at Epoch Times. So my name is uh, James A. Thorpe. I'm an MD. I'm a physician. Uh, of 42 plus years. I'm board certified in obstetrics and gynecology, and also I'm board certified in maternal fetal medicine. So I'm a very busy practitioner, and I see in the order of six to 7,000 high-risk OB patients a year. So I'm very busy. This year, I'm actually on track for much more than that. So I'm a very, very busy clinician, and I've done a lot of clinical research. My areas of research have spanned my entire clinical career. Uh, I, I have served in the capacity as a formal uh, medical journal reviewer, many of them. I've also published extensively and been very active in clinical research. I have about 175 publications that uh, are in peer-reviewed uh, journals or processes of the uh, major meetings. So I've focused the last two plus years on COVID-19 and the emerging research, especially in the area of obstetrics. So in your practice, is it the type of practice that when a woman just gets pregnant and she needs to just find uh, an obstetrician and starts to get sonograms and regular checkups, she comes to you? Or do only pregnant women who already have some kind of underlying condition and they're at high risk, they come to you? Which one is it? Or is it both? The latter. Mm. The latter. So uh, I'm a maternal fetal medicine specialist. So all of my patients would actually be cared for by a regular obstetrics and gynecology physician. So they would refer only the high risk to me. And I would see patients before pregnancy for um, pregnancy counseling, pre-pregnancy counseling, and see patients all during the pregnancy for a variety of complications. So Dr. Thorpe, once the vaccine rollout program in this country began, and we started seeing vaccine mandates go into effect well, throughout the entire nation, did you see in your practice a correlating spike in complications within pregnant women? I have. I've seen significant increases in problems, all types of problems before pregnancy, um, extraordinarily abnormal menstrual periods, 
uh, and as well as during miscarriage, uh, during pregnancy, a lot of miscarriages in the first part of the pregnancy and fetal losses after 20 weeks. So it's been a very complicated process in pregnancy. The vaccination, uh, I'm very concerned about, and I do believe that in pregnancy, it's contraindicated. It should not be administered in pregnancy. Um, what I've seen is an inordinate um, risk of, of miscarriage in the patients that got a vaccine very um, either before the pregnancy, within six months before the pregnancy or after pregnancy. Um, a lot of them had miscarriages. Um, and I should let me back up, Roman, when I go before pregnancy and I consulted on these patients, there was a massive increase in menstrual irregularities very concerning menstrual irregularities in non-pregnant women. And this was actually, um, I should say, prepubescent young kids, babies that would have massive amounts of vaginal bleeding, women of reproductive age, and also postmenopausal women. Um, there's a massive experience of abnormal bleeding. And that was very, very concerning to me because the stakeholders, Roman, told us a lot of things and we can walk through those. The first thing they told us um, in this administration and last administration said, we promise you this vaccine will never be mandated. Well, looks like it was mandated. They also told us, Roman, well, this vaccine, it stays in your deltoid muscle in your arm. It stays right here. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, it turns out that the stakeholders that gained a profit from the massive amounts of profit uh, monetary. Um, apparently, they weren't telling us the truth. Uh, they misinformed us. They had data back in 2012 that the lipid nanoparticles injected in the arm within hours were distributed throughout the entire body. Not only are they distributed throughout the entire body, Roman, um, they cross all God-made barriers, the blood-brain barrier, um, if, if you got the vaccine, it goes straight to your brain. Um, it crosses the placental barrier. If you're pregnant, it goes straight to the fetal blood. And if that weren't bad enough, Rowan, it goes straight to the fetal brain. Um, it goes, it's concentrated in the ovaries. Now, I don't want your viewers to, to um, your, your male viewers to be upset at me for not focusing on them, but I focus on women. I'm not really as concerned about men and the testes and the effect of the lipid nanoparticles and the toxic mRNA cargo, yes, it does concentrate in the testes. But a man has seed or sperm, which is 150, 200 million per ejaculation. A man throughout his entire life uh, produces hundreds of millions of sperm, hundreds of millions, uh, you know, every, every couple of days. Not so, Roman, with a woman. A female fetus, 10 weeks before she even comes out of the womb, only has a million ovaries, uh, ovum, the equivalent of our sperm. They only have one million. And that has to last them their whole life. So I have uh, data from 2012, and so did Pfizer, that this was concentrated in the ovaries, not only in the female fetus during pregnancy, Roman, but also every single woman that takes it, whether she's 20 years old or 10 years old or four years old, every single ovary will be have a concentrated amount of that potentially toxic lipid nanoparticle 
with uh, PEG in it, um, and it also concentrates in the ovum and has a messenger RNA, which is man-made. It's not God-made, okay? And so there's this concern that that genetic therapy, the experimental genetic vaccine, could permanently alter the woman's or the man's DNA. Now, what's happening to all the the only million eggs that that woman has for the rest of their life? Potentially contaminated, potentially permanently contaminated. What I am saying to you, Roman, is it is absolute malpractice and it's absolute criminal behavior that this possibility wasn't excluded before the drug was ruled out. And on, you, I, I am calling for a worldwide moratorium on the use of the COVID-19, quote, in air quotes, vaccines in pregnancy. They should never be used in pregnancy, Roman. And I'll say this, any of your patients out there that have had a complication, sue your doctor. Sue them. If she talked you in or he talked you in, any doctor talked you into getting the vaccine and you had an injury, obviously they didn't give you informed consent. So I would strongly recommend that you sue them. So you just heard, finished uh, listening to that mind-blowing information from those two medical experts. Um, so we know that this vaccine not only is not safe, and causes an increase of heart inflammation, blood clots, and then also causes neurological damage. But now we all also starting to get studies that it is affecting the fertility of men and women. And it's not even effective. We have multiple studies. Anybody who tells you that it is safe or it is effective, um, blatantly, they don't know what they're talking about. Either one, they don't know what they're talking about, or two, they're blatantly lying to you. See, because most of these people who are vaccinated, and it's always the vaccinated, where it's either one, they got vaccinated because they chose to trust a corrupt system in the big pharmaceutical companies, and they don't want to hear anything else that would go against why they took the vaccine. So they know the information's out there, but they're choosing to ignore it because they don't want to hear the truth. So there's those people who blindly ignore the truth. Then there's the people who know the truth is out there. They, they've listened to it. They know they've been fucked. Uh, they know they've been tricked. But they don't want to admit it to themselves uh, because it's too embarrassing. Uh, the fact that, hey, I got tricked. I got played. Um and so they will willfully not just ignore the facts in front of them, but deny the facts in front of them 
and accept the lie that is the vaccine is safe and effective. So that's what we're facing here, is trying to get these uh, sheep to understand that they've been played by the big pharmaceutical companies. But again, like I was saying, these vaccines aren't even effective. And there's been multiple studies that prove that. That they're not even effective at all. And, you know, but don't let that stop not just the mainstream media from pushing out this stuff. And even and even Trump being pig-headed and him pushing out himself because, you know, he doesn't want to be wrong. Uh, but now you've got, again, you got Sesame Street coming out and pushing out the vaccines. So Sesame Street is advertising the COVID-19 vaccines to its youngest audiences after the federal government green-lighted the shots for the children under age five. The one-minute public service ad released Tuesday by a nonprofit educational organization, Sesame Workshop, features the red Muppet monster Elmo and his puppet, uh, his Muppet dad, Louie. Um, it begins with Elmo showing a Band-Aid on his arm next to dad, saying, now daddy has these super-duper bandages just like Elmo. So basically, Elmo gets vaccinated and they push that. Um, so let's, uh, I'm going to play that sound clip for you. Uh, that way you can listen to this propaganda, uh, hot dog shit from Sesame Street. Super duper today. Getting your COVID vaccine, Elmo. Yeah, there was a little pinch, but it was okay. Elmo was really glad to have Daddy and Baby David there with him. Baby David, uh, where are you? I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? I talked to our pediatrician so I could make the right choice. <laughs> I learned that Elmo getting vaccinated is the best way to keep himself, our friends, neighbors, and everyone else healthy and enjoying the things they love. Oh, Daddy, Elmo oh, and baby David have a question. Can we have a hug? Oh, come here, <laughs> son. Oh, Elmo loves you, Daddy. I love you, too. It's okay to have questions about COVID vaccines for your kids. Get the latest facts by speaking to your pediatrician or healthcare provider. Now, in this next uh, clip, it's uh, an Instagram account called Patriot Barbie. Um, and she talks about how, because she uh, owns a bit, small business, a salon or something like that, um, up in Oregon. And during the COVID, she didn't close her didn't close her business like a good little girl. Um, you know, she defied the government, and they issued out uh, Oregon, the state of Oregon, issued a COVID fine of like fourteen, basically basically like fourteen fifteen thousand dollars. And 
for some reason she spent thirty thousand dollars, over thirty thousand, fighting it, and she's just obviously probably can't afford the fucking money to fight the state anymore. So the state has has uh, done full advantage and has now basically sent her a letter saying, "Hey, that's it. You either pay us by you either pay us this money." Or start paying the money, or by this date, or we are going to uh, basically garnish your wages. And when they garnish your wages, it isn't like you you don't get a say in, in in what they garnish. They take whatever the fuck they want to take. Usually it's like half your check, and they just take it out. And you know, most of the time, that's not enough. And so they go after your fucking, your house and, and whatever you own also. Um, my only question, I guess I mean not a question, it's more of a, I'm just confused. Like when is, when's enough going to be enough? And, and this isn't really for like a group of people because everyone has had their own experiences. Everyone's in a different place right now. But I'm just talking about that particular person. Like if I was in their shoes, for one, I would have moved the fuck out of Oregon. Like right then and there. Hey, I'm moving the fuck out of Oregon. Period. Bye. I'm gone. You know? Um, and if you know, you can't do that, then it's like, you, you know, that's, that's on you. You want to stay in Oregon. Okay. Whatever. That's on you. Um, if you don't want to fight, looks like she, you know, if it was me, if I went the correct, the law abiding, the legal way and, uh, fought the state of Oregon through lawyers, um, and that didn't work well. I mean, the state of Oregon is is taking it to the next level. They're making you homeless. They're basically saying, we're going to take away your job, and we're going to take away uh, your house. And we don't give a fuck what happens to you. So at what point <clears throat> do you step back and do you say, okay, um, well, then fuck off. I'm going to take it to the next level. This is why it's so, this is why the Second Amendment is so important. This is why having um, guns and ammunition is uh, so important. See, that would be a specific time. That scenario right there <clears throat> would be a would be a good time to uh, you know write the state of Oregon <clears throat> back saying, um, if you garnish my wages or go after my house, um, you know, I will, you will feel the full wrath of, of me. So you will see what a, if, it was, if I was in her shoes, basically, um, you know, it would probably get to that point and the state of Oregon would, would truly see what a domestic terrorist looks like. Because at that point, your job's gone, your house is gone. 
I mean, what else are you going to allow them to take? How, I mean, how far are you just going to allow the state of Oregon to pull down your fucking pants and fuck you in the ass? Before, you know, you go out and, and you shoot up an Oregon, an Oregon courthouse. I mean, look what Black Lives Matter fucking did. They went out and burned shit that, that wasn't even fucking, uh, they had nothing to do. They burned down fucking KFCs and shit. Um, they burned down whole cities. You had, um, in Seattle, Chavez, um, I think that's what it was called, uh, like the district of Chavez or whatever the fuck it was. Basically, Antifa took full control over a small portion of, of like a corner of Seattle. And the police did nothing. And they were literally, Antifa was there with guns and said, the police are not allowed. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. And there were businesses that had to close inside of that area because they couldn't get in. So you're fucking telling me that Black Lives Matter and Antifa can do all that. But somebody like that, like Patriot Barbie or somebody um, who's put in that situation, um, you know, they're not allowed to uh, to go fuck shit up, to physically go fuck somebody up, a courthouse, to shoot shit. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're going to say, hey, we had to do things, then then you need to do things with bo- on both sides. You can't expect one side to look and see Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all these um, uh, fucking abortion, these fat hippos screaming about fucking abortion. Um, and, and they went into the fucking capital, by the way, um, and nothing happened to them. And, but then on our side, we try and do it and we get fucking demonized or we get called a domestic terrorist. So that's all I'm saying is if they were to play that game, that at some point, you know, I mean, why not show them what a domestic terrorist really looks like? Give them what they want. They want you to be the bad boy. So why not be the bad boy? Why not be that person that that they vilify you to be? But uh, let me get off that fucking rant um, and continue here because we have a lot to cover. So, uh, but before we cover any of that, I'm going to actually let you listen to her um, short clip. It's like a 35-second clip. Um, of what she's talking about. Case I wanted an update on my case with Oregon OSHA from 2020. I was issued a $14,000 citation for opening against the mandates. I refused to pay it. I've paid $30,000 to an attorney fighting it. I refuse to fight it anymore. I refuse to pay it. I have now been issued a demand for payment. If I do not pay $14,000 and $14,058 to the state of Oregon by July 6th, they will garnish my bank account and possibly take my home. Okay, continuing. So on to the next segment, uh, which is the Russia-Ukraine war. Now, I mean, 
where to begin with this? Because uh, I can go a, a couple different ways. You know what? I was going to cover this one later. Um, but I'll just do it now. Jim Acosta. Uh, he does a new, the newsroom or whatever the fuck he does on CNN. I think it was like last week or something like that. About six days ago. He um, posted a selfie a picture of himself basically with his arms crossed because Jim Acosta is a badass, I guess. Um, and he had two Ukrainian uh, jet fighter pilots um, who both had their faces covered for security reasons. Because that makes sense, right? You you go travel all the way to the United States, and you go into the news, and you don't care about security, or, or you know, it, it, I'm not even going to get into that because the amount of fucking nonsense that, that is, I could literally do a whole fucking episode on just this fucking picture. But let me read to you what Acosta said. It was great to welcome the Ukrainian pilots uh, named Juice and Moonfish on the show today. Their real identities are concealed for security reasons. They were in D.C. to appeal for more military aid, including American fighter jets, to defend their country. See, so you get Ukraine gets Billions and billions and billions of dollars in fighter jets and missile systems and other equipment and rifles. But you get high gas prices. You get inflation. You get gun control. You get called a domestic terrorist. You get called a white supremacist. You get critical race theory. You get drag queen fucking story time um, and pedophiles reading to your children walking around the streets fucking naked and they call it Pride Month. That's what the fuck you get. Why? Oh, well, because Russia's fucking a dictatorship and they need to be stopped. And Ukraine is a democracy. They're a free country they they do things the right way, like Zelensky is a really good guy, and you know he he, he plays fair, and um, you know Ukraine is 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 the next United States, the United States of the East. That's what they are, except that they're not. Ukraine has been known; uh, they have obviously I've said it in past episodes. They have. Um, Nazi battalions, a huge, huge Nazi issue in their military. Um, this is known. This is a fact. Um, the Ghost of Kiev, uh, the fighter jet guy who, who uh, Ukraine says shot down like seven, eight Russian fighters. Uh, that's fake. That that never happened. Ukraine actually came out about I think about two weeks, two three weeks ago, and said that that he never existed, that it was, quote, a military propaganda. They actually said that. So, again, 
that was, uh, you know, I was sitting here saying, hey, there's there's Nazis in uh, the Ukrainian army. And then our media says, no, it's not. You're a conspiracy theorist. And then that gets proven right. Um, and then the media just shuts the fuck up. And then, oh, um, you, you know, Ukraine has a bioweapon labs that, that the United States runs. Nope, that's not true. And then it comes out to be true, and then obviously they shut the fuck up about it. So everything, it's almost everything that the mainstream media pushes out, you have to fucking question it. You have to assume that it's a fucking lie until you are until until you prove it right yourself. Um. Now, when you're talking about uh, countries that are democracy, right, like the United States, um, we don't throw gay people off of rooftops. Ukraine does. They don't allow transgenderism, um, which you know, hey, I guess good for them. Uh, but they don't allow transgenderism in their country. They don't even allow gay people in their country, and they throw you off of a rooftop if they find out. Um, but also, Zelensky signed into law a few days. Um, I think it was uh, yeah, back in May, banning a the the pro-Russian political parties in Ukraine. The Ukrainian president. Uh, Zelensky has signed a new law banning pro-Russian political parties. The president of Ukraine has signed a law banning pro-Russian political parties. The law will come into force on the day following the day of its publication. Uh, the Verkhovna Rada, Ukraine's parliament, passed the bill on May 3rd banning pro-Russian political parties that engage in anti-Ukrainian activities. On March 20th, Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council suspended 11 pro-Russian political parties while martial law was in place in the country. The largest of the parties with links to Russia is the Opposition Platform for Life, which has 44 out of 450 seats in the parliament. So that's basically the equivalent of like if the Democrats basically ban the Republican Party. That's kind of that would be basically the the equivalent of it. And does that sound like a democracy? The only reason why you would ban another party is because you fear that they could win another, overthrow you, and or or be voted in and replace you. So what do you? What does a dictator do? Oh, I'm going to get rid of that party. So now Ukraine has a one-party system that Zelensky controls. That's not a fucking democracy. Um, but the thing is, though, is that, you know, I had another, um, where's that fucking article at? Oh, there it is. Okay. But the thing is, though, and I'll read this next article because it kind of, plays into my point is this is what the Democrats love. This is why they love Ukraine because while they're banning political parties, um, banning Russian artists and books um, and in Russian culture, and I'll read it on that later. This is what the Democrats want here in the United States. 
This is what they want. This article coming from The Insider. Ukraine is banning books and music by Russian artists, but says those who condemn the invasion can be exempt. Ukraine's parliament passed two laws on Sunday that will ban some Russian books and uh, music and books. Uh, this happened, I think, about a week and a half ago. Music created or performed by some Russian citizens will be banned in media and public spaces, but it is said Russian artists can apply for an exemption by declaring their support for Ukraine in the war. Because that doesn't sound um, exactly what like the Nazis did during World War II. But that, are you really surprised, though, seeing as how there are most of the Ukrainian um, military is made up of Nazis? I mean, and Zelensky himself is a pedophile. Full, full, full blown pedophile. There's videos of him dancing around in high heels and in, and in leather and dancing around with other dudes and shit. And like sex videos or whatever the fuck it is. That's the president of fucking Ukraine. But please, by all means, you know, let's keep let's keep uh, saving our allies. Let's keep supporting Ukraine. Support democracy against the evil Russia. I'm, I'm not supporting Russia, but it's kind of like we're picking one dictator over another. Like, hey, let's... Like, we hate Putin more, so we're going to go defend this dictator. When in reality, we should just be letting Russia and Ukraine do whatever the fuck they want to do. Hey, you guys just fucking duke it the fuck out. Who gives a fuck? But see, it's not about that. It's not about democracy. It's about the Joe Biden administration because they do have deals in Ukraine. Um, and they're basically now using Ukraine when they send over money. Ukraine's not getting any of that money. What's happening is that they're using Ukraine. It's almost like the cartel to wash money. That's what they're using. It's a money laundering system. That's what Ukraine is. It's just a massive country, a massive country, a massive laundering scheme um, in that country. That's what's going on. And all these fucking morons who put up, uh, you know, Ukrainian flags or support Ukraine bumper stickers. They might as well put on a fucking clown wig and a red nose and call themselves a fucking clown. Because that's, that's what they are. Now, before we get into the segment of the liberal world order, um, this also is coming from the Epoch Times. This came from Biden a few days ago, uh, saying that uh, Americans must pay more for gas, saying as long as it takes to end the Russia war. President Joe Biden on Thursday said that the American motorists should expect to pay elevated prices for gasoline until the Russian-Ukraine war is over. In a press conference following the NATO summit in Madrid, Biden was questioned about how long people should pay higher gas prices. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay a premium for this war? A New York Times reporter asked Biden. Biden said in response, as long as it takes, so that Russia cannot in fact defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine. This is critical 
uh, a critical position for the world. So you just hurt yourself. You're going to be paying five bucks a gallon, over five bucks a gallon, for as long as they want to use Ukraine as a money laundering system. So, again, to everybody who voted for the dementia pedophile uh, Joe Biden, um, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm not going to sit here and blame Joe Biden for this because he's a fucking puppet. He, the dude's got dementia. He shits himself in the White House. He's a nobody. Okay. One, Obama and Hillary Clinton really control Joe Biden. Like, this is really uh, the term that Hillary Clinton never got, and this is mixed in with Obama's third term. That's what this is. Um, but I'm not even going to blame it on that because at the end of the day, it's whoever voted for Joe Biden. And whether you and I believe that the, the election was stolen, but the, here's the thing: the election wouldn't have been stolen if so many fucking other morons hadn't have voted for fucking Joe Biden. If there were more people who didn't vote for Joe Biden, the people who were the the, the election fraud would have wouldn't have been enough. See, but there was enough for election fraud combined with a bunch of fucking morons who voted for Joe Biden. That's the reason why the 2020 election came out the way it did. So thank you to everybody sincerely from my heart who voted for Joe Biden and Kamala the Ho. Um, this is your fault. And I a hundred percent blame your dumb fucking ass for it because you voted for this. You voted because you didn't like a couple fucking mean tweets. Um, you didn't like Trump on Twitter. You didn't like his fucking hair. Uh, orange man bad. You voted for higher gas prices. You voted for this fucking Russian war. You voted for China get out, getting out of control now. And, and, and looking at inv invading Taiwan. You voted for inflation. You voted for fucking food shortages. This is on you. So... To all you motherfuckers who voted for fucking Biden, when the when if if it gets to a point where America gets just goes to fucking complete dog shit, and you're looking for me for help to get you through it, you're gonna get a big old fuck you. You voted for this. You figure it the fuck out. You figure out how to get out of this shit. So. Let's play the, before we get into the liberal world order, let's play uh, the clip of Biden blames gas and food shortages on Russia, Russia, Russia. Stand firm. What do you mean? 
do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. What we heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Sustainable. What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. What we heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Now, if you're wondering why I played that about three times in a row, it's because I wanted you to not just hear it, but have it ingrained into your mind that this is what, when they say there is no new world order, they're meaning, they're, they're being truthful. There is no new world order because that's not what they call it. They don't call it the New World Order. We call it the New World Order because that's pretty much what it is. It's the New World Order. Um, but they're calling it the Liberal World Order, which is the Democrat World Order, the uh, one-party system where the Democrats rule everything, much like what Ukraine is and much like what China is. So this is what, and we're going to get more into it, but this is kind of what we're up against. See, um, I was going to do this poll a little bit early, later, but I'll do it now. But Brian Stelter, the uh, it creature on CNN, put out a poll on Twitter saying, uh, today just 19% of Americans feel things in the country are going well. Uh, it's a CBS News poll of, hey, how... How are things in America today going? And 81% of people say badly. Only 19% of people say well. So, majority of Americans know that. And I highly doubt that it's 81% of people who are pissed off about abortion. No, it's people who are pissed off about gas prices, inflation, food shortage rumors. Like, that's what the fuck it's about. But we're not going to get everybody else, especially the people on the right. Because even the people, even some of the people on the right, on the right, don't quite fucking get it. They don't fucking understand that no one is coming to help you, that we need patriots such as myself and others who have come out um, in the open and have basically voiced out their displeasure with this liberal world order, with the Biden regime. But then you have a certain percentage of people on the right who aren't doing jack shit. Because these people believe in QAnon, or they call it Q. 
And basically, Q is it's the people who believe that uh, you know John F. Kennedy is still alive. Um, they still they believe that um, there's somebody in the inside on the CIA and the FBI and inside in the presidency and the inside in the military, and they leak out information or they leak out. Uh, code words and it's oh just just wait and it's just constantly just like oh just wait just have faith like just just keep waiting be patient help is on the way like we're figuring shit out like it's just constant bullshit and basically what it is is, is it basically like a CIA psyop and it's just to keep people it's almost like the equivalent of prayer. Like you don't do anything to either help somebody or to help yourself out of a situation. So instead, you, but you still want to feel like you're doing something. So you pray about it. You pray. Please, you know, help me out of this situation. Okay. I said that I yelled that out into, into the sky and something's going to happen now. I just have to be patient. I'm not going to physically do anything myself, but I'm going to wait for something random to happen. And if it doesn't, then it's just a, a test. You see, it's a test given to me by God. Um, he's testing me and that's why bad shit is happening. Or when, good shit does happen to you um it's not a test anymore um god's god's doing it but you need to wait and have faith. that's that's what q is q's another religion that you have to have faith in that you don't physically do anything but you wait for these secret codes these secret messages that come out and tell you that everything's going to be fine that Trump is secretly in his Mar-a-Lago base in, in, in Florida. He's secretly running the country. You see, he lost the election on purpose. So then he could secretly have the Democrats get in and then run the country from his base. So then really he's running the country into the ground himself um, so then when the 2024 election comes in, things will be so bad that people will just welcome him back and with open arms. That's what these fucking morons believe. See, that's what the far right is. When people talk about the, what the far right is, that's what the fuck that is. Majority of fucking conservatives of Republicans don't believe that shit. But the people on the fucking left will have you believe that the entire right is nothing but QAnon domestic terrorists. That's what they'll have you believe. Um, before we continue, uh, I'm going to play a short clip. This is a guy I follow on Instagram, um, Kramer. He he uh, he talks about it pretty well also. So we'll play that, that, that clip and then we'll continue on with some more uh, liberal world order information.
So you still believe in Q, huh? Jovan Porter says there's not a Q. Michael Flynn says there's not a Q. Kramer says there's not a Q. Why? Because the plan sucks. You honestly believe in a plan that makes your life 10 times worse than it was two years ago? Just to show how bad the Democrats are? We know how bad they are. We don't need a plan. You're telling me there's a plan that lets people, millions of people slip into poverty, lose their homes, lose their businesses? That's the plan? Suck-ass plan, if you ask me. Why don't we just reveal the names? If they're so deep and they know everything and they're in the NSA and they're in the military, just fucking reveal it. Show yourself like we have, like us other patriots that are standing up, patriots like Joe Von Pulitzer and others that are fighting in Arizona to rectify what happened in 2020. There is no Q, guys. There is no Q. You have faith in something that does not exist. Mike Flynn says that it's most likely a CIA operative or operation. It's a PSYOP to keep you guys quelled, keep you guys silent, not doing anything, not taking to the streets, not complaining because, well, someone's coming to save us. There's somebody else doing all the work. They're doing all the heavy lifting. I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. There is no cue. There's no one coming to save you. Even I won't come to save you. I'll tell you how to save yourself, but I'm not lifting a finger to save you. You see, we live in a constitutional republic. Individual rights have to be defended by the individual. You have to defend those rights. The government's supposed to do it for you, but they've given up on that. They want, it's being run by a bunch of socialists. They want to put you into a little group, a, a little group that you belong to, and that's where you belong, and you'll never get out of it. Kind of like India's caste system. But when it comes to Q, there is nobody coming to save you. There's nobody in the military that's working behind the scenes to save your life. Nobody. Not a single person. They're not doing it. There is no Q. You got proof? Show me. If you're Q, reveal yourself. I'm waiting for the, the coming, not the second coming, just the coming of Q. Look at how they run this, honestly. It's run like a religion. You've, you've got to have faith, believe. You've got to believe. And here are your scriptures. Read these and know these, forwards and backwards. Be able to cross-reference them at, 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 at any case or in any event. You know exactly what's going on with Q. Mm -hmm. He's been right so many times. Yeah, so is a psychic. Okay, to continue with the last segment here, uh, with the liberal world order, the this is from the Washington Examiner. We warned you, California just went and leaked gun owners' personal data. California accidentally, accidentally, my ass, uh, posted its entire database of concealed carry permit holders and their personal information when the state launched its new online firearms portal Monday. The website was allegedly designed to allow citizens to see how many people had obtained such firearm-related items as concealed carry permits or firearm safety certificates in each county. But instead of posting anonymous county-level data, the website posted the specific private data of everyone who had firearm-related information entrusted to the state. This included the names, addresses, and job titles of 244 judges and 420 reserve law um, enforcement officials. The database was taken offline by Tuesday afternoon, but the damage was already done. Uh, like seeds thrown to the winds, the data cannot be recovered and made private or confidential ever again. So, for one, 
why is the state of California leaking? I mean, we all know why. And we'll get to that in a minute. But why is California putting out this information in the first place? I don't care if it's anonymous at all or, hey, hey, this is how many people have in each county concealed weapon. Like, why, why does anybody need to know that? Like, if Mesa put out, like, where I live in Mesa, Arizona, like, if they put out, hey, there's 200 people in Mesa that have concealed carry permits. Why does anybody in Mesa need to know that information? Truly. There's absolutely nothing positive to be gained from that. Now, California, quote-unquote, accidentally, it wasn't by accident. This was done on purpose by the state of California. This was 100% done on purpose. They knew what they were doing, and... You know, nothing's going to happen. They're not going to get in trouble because they said, oh, it's an accident. It was an error. Um, but basically, the damage is already done. People already have screenshotted it. They've copied it. Whatever it is, this information is already public. You've got hundreds. And that was just judges and law enforcement officials. Like, you have thousands of people who, who have gotten concealed carry permits in California, and, and now their full names, addresses, and what their job titles are, um, like where they work and shit, um, is made is now available for the public. Now, why would California purposely do that? So then, because California is extremely anti-gun. They don't want any of its citizens having guns, other than, other than its National Guard, and the law enforcement. And whatever security that they fucking hire for themselves. This is to... Let me give you an example. That's the best way I can put this. Let me give you an example. Let's say that I was still living in California. And I was working for, you know, let's say the previous employer that I had with Target. And that it, my name was made public. Now, not only does everybody know, well, now the criminals know that my information and, and, and whether or not I have a concealed carry or not, and the fact that I have a gun or I don't, um, but also my neighbors know, um, people at my work know, and, you know, if, think about it. And if they're anti-gun, now they're going to know I have a concealed carry that I can carry around while at work or keep my backpack, whatever it is. And if you're an anti-gun uh, liberal nut job, you're going to try your hardest to either one, kick me out of that job, kick me out of that company, terminate me, for other reasons, but the main reason because you you fucking hate me now because you know I have a gun and you're anti-gun. Or at the very least, 
what will more than likely happen is the new the 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 red flag laws that Joe Biden just put into law. And so now, oh, we know who this person is. I can look at their social media. I can look up whatever, and I can um, now say, hey, I know who this person is. I know where he lives. I know he has a gun. I'm going to complain about him to law enforcement, and then law enforcement is going to enact a red flag law on that person, and now they'll take that gun away from that person. This was done on purpose by the state of California. In an attempt, just like when um, one of the fucking Democrats leaked out that a few months ago that there was going to be a decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, and they leaked that information out, that was done on purpose, see? So then they could potentially have, I mean, it didn't work out, but the, the purpose of that was so then... You could put fear into the other justices. Um, that's why there was, you know, riots and shit outside of their homes and death threats. Um, so then they would be forced to overturn or change their vote. This is the same thing. It's it's more bullshit that California tries to do to prevent you from owning a gun because California is more of China than they are American, if we're being completely honest. And now, if we're talking about the liberal world order, you have to ask yourself, like, what, what is the liberal world order? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Mark? What is a liberal world order? Well, the liberal world order is people who are anti-gun, uh, people who are extreme pro, pro-abortion, people who um, like to see pedophiles read stories to their kids because that's what drag queens are. That's what transgenders are. They're pedophiles who are disguising themselves. See, with transgenderism, that's what that's what we have given pedophiles a way to disguise themselves to go into schools and to get close to children. All they have to do now, these pedophiles, is say, I'm transgender and throw on a clown outfit. So that's what the liberal world order is, um, and if you don't believe me of of what of the entire pedophile thing, um, in Pennsylvania news, the uh, over in central Pennsylvania, a drag queen activist has been charged with twenty five counts of child pornography, and there's multiple articles on many different cases like this. I just literally just picked one out that just happened recently. Uh, Bryce Williams, a local drag queen who counseled uh, the LGBT youth in Harrisburg, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, has been charged with downloading photos and videos of child pornography 
according to court documents. Williams, who's 26 years old, uh, is charged with 25 counts of child pornography for at least 49 photos and 25 videos of naked boys. Uh, the sexual explicit content showed genitalia and boys performing sex acts on one another, sometimes with an adult man as well as according to an affidavit of probable cause filed Thursday. Authorities said the boys were under 18 years old, but did not specify their ages. So it had to have been below 13 because usually when they say boys, it's if it's anywhere from 13 to 17, they'll say teenager or like a young teenager. That's usually what they say. So the fact that they said boys, that means they're not teenagers. Or else they would have said teenagers. I'm not saying teenagers were involved, but guarantee you, majority of this stuff was boys on these on these sex videos. So the that's what the liberal new world order is. That's what the liberal order is. That's what these Democrats are. Um, they love this stuff. And so that's what I'm talking about to get back to this Q stuff is we need everybody on deck. We don't need a bunch of fucking morons thinking that uh, Trump's running the country secretly and they just get to sit back and watch the goddamn uh, dumpster fire and thinking that everything's going to be okay and someone's coming to save them. We don't need that fucking bullshit. We need people to get out there uh, and voice their fucking uh, opinion against this shit. Now, I want to end the episode with a bunch of Gavin Newsom, what you call it, uh, sound clips. Now, what you're going to hear is about one, two, three, four, five, six different clips. They're all pretty short clips, like under a minute. Um... MSNBC, I'm going to talk through each one before I play them all. Um, and then, yeah, basically we're just going to play and that's how the episode's going to end. Um, but the first video you're going to hear is MSNBC talks about Trump losing on purpose. Uh, Rachel Maddow's on MSNBC and she talks about, uh, she goes like full QAnon and goes full Q herself and says that Trump lost on purpose so that the Democrats would basically destroy the country and it would get so bad that he would win in a landslide in 2024. One, that's fucking retarded. Two, she basically just admitted in the video that the Democrats are destroying the country. And that's the thing. They know that's what's happening. And so that's why they fear a Trump or DeSantis or both uh, ticket in 2024. Because they know, they see with their own eyes that of how the country is and that it's largely the Democrat Party's fault. Now... That's why no one's backing Biden. No one wants him to, not even Democrats want Biden to, to run again in 2024. 
That's why you have shows, which is the next uh, video after that. It, the View talks about Gavin Newsom as a possible 2024 candidate. Uh, why? I mean, that's like, that's what I'm talking about. It's, Newsom is like the head of the liberal new, new, new order. Democrats, for some fucking reason, love Gavin Newsom. They fucking love Gavin Newsom. I, I don't know why. He's made California into a fucking dumpster fire. But they love him. Why? Because Newsom's all about gun control. And he's all about pedophilia. Newsom loves that shit. And he loves vaccine mandates and locking down citizens and destroying lives. And Democrats love that. They love it. So it makes sense that they want Newsom, of all people, to be the ticket in 2024. So we'll play that video also, and then you'll see Newsom. Uh, he talks about abortion, talks about gun control, as if he knows anything about guns. Um, and then he talks about the notion of freedom. Um and the thing is, is that because in the last, there's a one, the final, in the, in the at the very end of the episode, the last video is a short ad that Newsom runs. See, here's how insane the left have, have become. Instead of fixing shit in his own fucking state, he spent $130,000 to run a political ad. I'm not joking. A political ad about Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Attacking Ron. Newsom went, flew, and did his ad in fucking Florida to where the ad, I think, plays tomorrow. I think. Uh, either play today or play tomorrow. But basically it's him saying, Hey, we're all about freedom, and you should come to California. Instead of helping out his state, that's like if Ron DeSantis went to California in the middle of L.A. and said, come to, come to Florida. People in Florida would be like, Ron, what the fuck are you doing? How much money did that cost? What are you doing? But see, Ron DeSantis isn't doing any of that. See, that's why Newsom and the Democrats hate DeSantis so much. Because DeSantis is actually doing shit in his state. DeSantis is actually, quite frankly, acting like the next president of the United States. DeSantis knows how to get shit done in his state. That's why Newsom is going to great lengths to go spend $130,000 to run a fucking ad in Florida attacking Ron DeSantis because he has nothing else to do with his time um, because he doesn't know how to fix his own fucking state. That's what we're going up against. The liberal world order. The Newsoms, the Obamas, the Hillarys. The Bidens, the Fauci's, the Bill Gates. Like, this is what 
we're constantly we have to fucking voice our opinions against. And we can't keep sitting back thinking that fucking some dumbass QAnon is going to fucking save us. Because if we think that, if we fall into that fucking trap, we're going to lose every fucking election. Um, that's going to be the end of the episode. Um, again, we're going to play all those videos. It's just going to run through them. So that's going to be the last of the videos that you hear. Um, we'll play that. Uh, but again, before we play it all, thanks for taking the time and listening. Um, again, follow me on Instagram for all the other updates on the episodes and look out for the next one. So, um, have a great If you haven't already, have a great 4th of July weekend and have a great 4th of July on Monday, uh, which is tomorrow. Um, Seriously, enjoy it because you never know. This could be the last 4th of July that we fucking have. This this very dark prospect that the president directly and consciously set out not to win not to try to win the election in a way he might conceivably have won the election, but rather to lose in a way that would maximize his chances of having the election right. results to save fraudulent. It, it was more important to kill American right. elections than it was to try to right. compete. I'm curious, like, who are the Dems going to run? Where's the, like, Obama energy that we could bring? I think there are plenty of, you know, um, Democrats that that have uh, tons of verve and energy. I mean, I like Gavin Newsom because he's really pretty to look at, and I think he does a great job in California. Um, I like Kamala uh, Kamala and Pete Buttigieg. I love um, Pete Buttigieg. I I think that looks great. Um, I think the brain power alone would would just uh, obliterate Trump. And I would just love to see us. Not cooperate with out-of-state investigations or politicians trying to extradite doctors in California who provide care to out-of-state patients here. We also have invested substantial amount of resources, an additional $200 million to expand reproductive care by expanding access and to help Californians learn about their rights. I don't need to tell you, SCOTUS is not just signaled but has made it crystal clear to all of us across this country that this is just the beginning. Roe was just the beginning. The time to fight, it's now. The time to stand up, it's now. And California will fight like hell. To members of the United States Supreme Court, to right-wing Republicans all across this country, do you have no common decency, respect, or even common understanding that kids should not have one of these. This is an AR-15. This is a weapon of war, a weapon of mass destruction. But you're out there promoting and allowing marketing of these weapons of war to our kids, supporting and celebrating gun manufacturers who put up advertisements like the ones you see behind me. These are cartoon skulls with pacifiers in them. His and her pacifiers, cartoon skulls of children with pacifiers. This is what the right wing is marketing and promoting at behest of the gun industry in this country. The good news, if there's any, 
is that this ends at least today in California. I just signed a bill so the gun industry and those that are backing this industry can no longer market to our children. I knew we even have to do this is ridiculous. This law, by the way, goes in effect immediately because decent human beings, people with common sense, know that we should not be allowing this kind of disgusting marketing to go on another day. Spare me this notion of freedom. Freedom? Really? That 13-year-old that's raped? Or God forbid, remember, family? Yeah. Incest? And has to bear her sibling? Has the freedom of what? Spare. Two rising political stars, one a Republican governor in the East, the other a Democratic governor in the West. One is banning most abortions and mocking COVID precautions, and the other is expanding abortion access and touting public health rules. CNN's Isaac Dover and Steve Cortano have a report out about California Governor Gavin Newsom, who's been eager to pick a fight with the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. And so much so now that Newsom is dropping a campaign ad in Florida and it'll start airing tomorrow on Fox. CNN has the first exclusive look. It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom is under attack in your state. The Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom. I think it's the join us in California line that uh, that's probably going to raise a few eyebrows. But what, Chris, what is Gavin Newsom doing here? I mean, he's on Truth Social. He's putting out this ad in Florida. He's taking the fight to DeSantis. I'm not sure that DeSantis is really engaging at this point. But what is he up to? Yeah, DeSantis hasn't been very much. Um, I think we should get out of the way that this is basically a very expensive troll of Ron DeSantis. It's like a hundred thousand dollars worth of ad money. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, underlying it, Newsom came out you know, after the, the leaked draft of the Roe decision in, in Politico and basically said that the party was not fighting Republicans hard enough, particularly on, on, on cultural issues and the culture wars. And so the question was, what would Newsom do to respond to that. And so essentially he's trying to put his money where his mouth is. Um, you know, he's sitting on $25 million in the state. He has no competitive uh, re-election fight coming up in the fall. He just defeated this recall. One of his advisors sort of said yeah. to me that he's in his, his Bullworth mode. Um, and so that kind of underlies the reason why he's doing this is basically to come after Republicans. You saw a post from him on Truth Social where he said uh, murder rates in red states were higher than in blue states. So yeah. You know, he's he's trying to sort of be this voice that takes it after Republicans, doesn't just lean on the Biden administration from the left, 